Hello and welcome to another episode of Incremental's Podrick the Podcast. You're tuning into episode number 11 in our measurement orchestration series following the white paper we've published on the topic of making marketing attribution, incrementality measurement and media mix modeling play nicely together. In today's episode, we're happy to feature Ilan Halmush, marketing analytics team lead at Superplay. Ilan is seriously passionate about his role and is excited about topics that other measurement junkies like. So this interview was awesome for those who really want to understand some of the ideas and challenges behind marketing analytics, SK Ad Network 3.0, 4.0, and so on. The interview was hosted by myself, Maor Sadra, and Hadar Telem, Director Business Product Operations at Incremental. Remember to subscribe to this channel. We have a weekly episode featuring digital marketing industry thought leaders and experts on our show. And enjoy listening to our interview with Ilan. Thank you, Ilan, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's very nice. Actually, uh, full disclosure, Ilan was an analyst on my team so when I was at Huge Games. So I'm actually very excited to be speaking with Ilan now that he's uh, moved his way up to be a team leader of marketing analytics at Superplay. Uh, but I won't introduce you. Maybe you introduce yourself. Let the audience uh, hear a bit about you and your journey. Cool. So uh, my name is Ilan, I'm 40 years old, I'm married with two kids, uh, I live in Tel Aviv, and uh, I've been in the gaming industry for, uh, I guess, a bit more than three years now. Um, as Adar mentioned, I started as a marketing analyst on, on our team. Um, I've been there for almost three years. It was actually a very exciting time. Um, I guess we'll dive into why it is so exciting. Uh, well, you can probably guess, I mean, I joined on September, 2020. So a lot of changes already were in the pipeline. A few were already taking place. So um, yeah, it was quite uh, quite an interesting time uh, to join the industry. Um, I do remember that when I just joined, like there was kind of a big elephant in the room, which is I was 14, which still uh, was just a rumor, like something that everybody knew that's going to happen, but uh, everybody was also saying, it will happen one day, we don't know when. And then when it happened, uh, kind of everything changed. And uh, I guess that uh, a lot of the reasons that we are talking today are also related to it. So um, yeah, that's kind of a bit about myself um, and the industry and our connection. In the last and uh, Elon, three and a half years, yeah. And Elon, what does Superplay do? Yeah, Superplay is a gaming company. We have uh, two great games. One is uh, Dice Dreams. This is the more mature game. And we have uh, another game, which is uh, Domino Dreams, um, which is a very cool game. Um, I'm really connected uh, to uh, the gaming structure of Domino, but also really like all the graphics uh, behind Dice Dreams. Um, and we have more games uh, in the pipeline for 2024. Moving on. And Ilan, are you guys hiring? <laughs> Thanks for mentioning <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, we are actually hiring. I'm building a team uh, uh, of analysts, and uh, there are a lot of challenges. Well, I don't need to tell you. Um, a lot of challenges basically in the industry. 
uh, that we want to tackle during these times. And uh, yeah, we need sharp people who are willing to to learn and uh, are easily challenged and like challenges. Um, yeah, basically, if you are interested about any of the topics we'll talk about today, maybe you should apply. <laughs> I think that Ilana, you're still a bit too shy about yourself uh, as a as a proud uh, ex manager. I can say that you're in the industry three and a half year, but you're analyst much more than that. And uh, I think like you're over ten years analyst. So I think it's uh, very cool. And uh, I think it's it's nice that you start this with uh, I joined uh, the industry in a very exciting time because I think this is why you are our guest today because you're one of the people who get excited by uh, those changes and uh, to be kind of challenged is a good challenge for you and you like to do all of this and all of the technical changes and you're the one who are kind of building the scan schemas. So nice to have you here. <laughs> this is the reason. So I'm, I'm going to jump with a question that we didn't list, but it, actually it's a question for both of you. Okay. Um, so I actually didn't know that you're only a couple of years in this industry um do you think it's a benefit that you didn't have the like legacy or you know almost like a bad education that you essentially came in fresh and this is the new real this is the reality it's not even the new reality in a way I'm not sure actually I mean I do feel like uh, someone who joined the party a bit too late. But I do want to, I mean, I wish I could enjoy a few years of uh, uh, mobile industry with like full playground with all the data that uh, one could could have. I mean, I joined and I only heard about these great days. Uh, but in terms of like uh, how I think and stuff like that. So I guess maybe, maybe the fact that I've been uh, in other industries kind of helped me uh, come with... Uh, Kind of, uh, I was, as Adam mentioned, maybe I was a bit like shy and humble when I came to the industry. I was uh, coming with the approach that uh, I have a lot to learn. I'm coming to prove myself. And also, I really love data. So I think all of this together kind of made me uh, tackle the challenges uh, the industry had for me, um, I guess, uh, in a good way. Uh, some of the time but you know you know these challenges never end uh that's part of the of the fun and uh you know while i'm talking to you i still have a few challenges in my head so <laughs> so we're gonna move to the first question and now obviously again there has been a shift user level tracking kind of disappearing limitation privacy all that fun site um how do you think this uh really affected uh, marketing analytics perspective of the world well um to tell you the truth I think that uh this shift kind of started also shifting the way that the industry looks at uh and approaches to user level data um if we think about uh like prior to uh, privacy uh regulations and uh, whether user level data have given us uh, a methodology which uh, we could argue whether it's good or uh or not good enough and there are a lot of uh, great arguments that you mentioned a few times and uh, I think that um, basically we, uh, everybody needed uh, to adjust to, to rethink about uh, user level data uh, if user level data up until uh, like a few years ago 
um, used us uh, as like the main source of data. I think that nowadays uh, we need to think about it in a bit different way. Um, we need to think about it as a way of uh, giving us some points of data that we can use to understand better our users, um, understand better what they like to do, um, what are their needs. I mean, not all of the, these questions can be answered via like the uh, general user level data that we still have. But uh, I think that's kind of uh, part of the future, trying to understand a bit about the users from the user level data that we still have, and also try to uh, think about models and calibrate the models based on what we know about the users that uh, we do have their data. Um, but always keep always keep in mind that uh, this data will not remain with us. Um, we know where the industry is, uh, is going to. And um, yeah, I think the, uh, the main challenge here is to Keep remembering that uh, we need to take uh, serious actions and we need to remember that uh, examining our data from like uh, the high level is the right and better approach for the future. When you say high level, you mean both aggregated level or? Yeah, basically aggregated level. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is the future. Understand how um, how a marketing activity impacts uh, the game uh, on, of course, various segments, but still aggregated level. Uh, because there is a level data basically wouldn't give us uh, the full picture if if it ever gave it, yeah? Because mm -hmm. one could argue if uh, Last Touch uh, Click, uh, which uh, the whole industry went to, whether it really gives us the full picture. Well, we, I think we that's a whole different We uh, definitely discussion. make this argument daily, <laughs> yeah. yes. It's music to our ears. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So we've talked about um, challenges and the fact that you've kind of uh, been the one who designed scan schemas when scan uh, just took, like, kicked off. And I'm sure you're uh, doing that now and leading that at Superplay as well. Um, what was kind of your biggest challenge when you made those adjustments from like the measurement standpoint or like the even the reports that you were kind of showing the media buyers and the marketing teams or still showing? Well, I could refer, I guess, mostly to like back in the days as well, because, uh, yeah, like I think the main first challenge was to try and uh, gather people around you to a whole new metric a whole new world of uh short-term metrics and try to align uh yeah as you mentioned try to align media buyers and fellow marketeers around uh different kind of uh different kind of metrics different kind of world where you don't really know what uh, the users did after seven days 14 days etc um so I guess that was one main challenge at the beginning. Um, and I guess like all the time, one of the management uh, challenges that we all face, I guess, is trying to get as much as we can from the data, the limited data that we get from scan. Um, at the same time, uh, one of the challenges that we all wa are waiting for is uh, scan4 that uh, I think that all 
all, I think all over the a year now that uh, we keep waiting for uh, uh, media partners to adjust and be ready uh, to support it. Um, it's not we don't really see it like in the media, big media, media partners. Um, so I guess uh, the whole industry is kind of on a hold because uh, even those who already are uh, ready with the scan for schema, uh, know that uh, they still get 99.9% of the data on scan 3. So, Ilan, um, for, the, for yeah. the sake of the many listeners who are actually not as savvy as you, you know what, for the sake of them, can you give your view of the differences and why you're actually quite excited about 4 versus 3? Yeah, sure. Uh, I did it only a few times. So, uh, yeah, I will cover it. Um, so I think... Probably uh, the main change is having uh, three postback windows. Uh, unlike nowadays that we have only one postback window after 24 hours, 24 hours, well, it is adjustable, but uh, most of the industry re remained with the, uh, with this definition of getting the postback after 24 hours. And with scan four, uh, actually there are three postbacks. Uh, one that uh, we will get after two days, the 48 hours, uh, which is kind of similar to uh, the current schema. You get uh, the richest data. It's funny to say rich data uh, when we talk about scan. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have the second and third postback where you get some limited data, but it's better than the nothing you will get today with scan three. Um, and it is exciting because it kind of shows that maybe Apple are doing a few steps um, that show that they understand that their solution wasn't good enough the way it was. And hopefully uh, in the future, and maybe also with Google Sandbox, maybe they will understand that the industry takes them to a place where privacy is here to stay, but maybe uh, it needs to be calibrated better for marketeers. Um, so I covered one big change uh, of uh, scan four, I think another big change is the fact that uh, there is better granularity. Uh, if today there's only one 100 campaigns uh, supported uh, per app, uh, then on scan four we can be uh, we can have actually up to ten thousand uh, campaigns. Um, it is divided to one hundred campaigns per uh, ten countries and ten uh, other granularity level that can be. Uh, uh, self-determined by uh, by the marketeer, but still it uh, puts us in a better place uh, when Scan4 will eventually uh, be live. Uh, I mean, when I, when I say live, I mean like uh, yeah, uh, we could work with it uh, with the media partners. Yeah, yeah. So if you're now uh, to be speaking with Apple and giving your direct feedback as to what should be added to Scan to make it kind of even more helpful, what would you recommend them to add? Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't expect that one. Um, I've been to a few sessions of Google Sandbox, so maybe uh, what I heard there could kind of lead the discussion here because I think they really have a few good ideas there. So I think I would take the main good idea, which is using the user level data behind the scenes. Uh, so you are not exposed to the user level data, but it is used behind the scenes uh, between the, the app and the media network. And uh, that way, uh, what 
we understand that Google Sandbox should uh, actually support is uh, up to 30 days of uh, uh, user level uh, of sorry aggregated level data. So uh, you could get data about uh, your uh, uh, marketing activity uh, up to day 30 after the install, which uh, is much better than what we have uh, today with Apple. So I would say that uh, probably my main feature I would look for is uh, getting uh, more, uh, yeah, probably better progression and understanding of, of our uh, marketing activities. Yeah, more visibility, but still in a privacy-centric way. Exactly. Moving on to another question. So in the past, you know, a lot of companies had um, a, a specific marketing sometimes team even for retargeting. Okay. How has that changed? Well, I could only speak about what I saw, but um, so maybe I'm, I mean, I've been huge and now I'm super busy, so I see how things are uh, over here, but um, I'm not sure it's really uh, saying anything about how maybe the real change would be because my perspective about it is that uh, we used to, I mean, kind of... Uh, make fun about the fact that, uh, okay, in a few years, the targeting could die. Uh, and I think it's really just an inner joke. I don't believe the targeting can die. The thing is, um, people who do retargeting, they might lose their job if they don't adjust to the new reality. The new reality is that uh, measurement-wise, it is changing. It is changing drastically. Um, I, again, my answer here is that uh, the same answer as before, um, understanding how the retargeting activity as part of the whole activity contributes uh, to uh, yeah to the performance. That's that's the main goal, and that's the main target, and that's how the new reality would look like. Yeah, so when you're talking about kind of overall traffic and overall kind of marketing activity, which sounds a bit like Lyft or a bit incrementality, <laughs> Um, so kind of, do you believe that there is a need for orchestration of different measurement or different kind of analytical tools and measurement methods, um, in order to kind of make business budget, any, or targeting related uh, decisions on how do you approach the integration of kind of several methodologies? So the alternative would be just to remain with I guess one or two uh, uh, with two methodologies. Um, this alternative uh, was kind of acceptable a few years ago, but I think the way uh, the industry goes, like uh, this would be like uh, a handyman uh, goes out uh, from his house in the morning only with the hammer. And he doesn't know what's going on during the day. He doesn't know which kind of jobs he will uh, get, which kind of calls. And he needs to fix everything with just a hammer. Uh, and in reality, I think that we also we need screwdriver, you need a drill nowadays. So uh, you need a set of tools. Um, that would be the best approach nowadays. To have a set of tools, keep experimenting, understanding uh, your data, understanding uh, how to approach it. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's my... Uh, my perspective on the integration. I think it's a major part of uh, the new reality. Elon, you know that there's there's two things here. So first of all, there's a saying that 
the only tool you need is a hammer and everything can be a hammer but putting aside this joke <laughs> I, i'm very i'm a very bad handyman i must say <laughs> but putting aside the joke it's interesting that you mention it because uh, when we wrote the white paper one of the contributors was uh, alex bauer is a vp product at the branch the like attribution solution and he said something similar he said if the only tool you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail and his uh, view actually it surprised me and I, I double checked with him are you sure you want me to publish this um was that he completely is with you he also believes that like there's never been a single source of truth that like you always needed a set of tools which is quite interesting and it's I'm glad we're having this uh, you know we've extended the series to other people beyond just the initial five contributors because the the people are expert and I would consider you as an expert in this topic marketing measurement marketing analytics say the same yeah and you know what actually um I want to just uh, relate to one thing that you said um I'm not sure that a few years ago myself or even other people would uh, need to think that way. You could probably get uh yeah you could probably uh get quite far with only using one uh one uh, methodology and I think most people most companies uh only used one or two methodologies back in the days I mean attribution looked good enough for for a long time we could argue about that of course but yeah still. ignorance is all ignorance was always a bliss let's let's face it <laughs> indeed more is not biased. <laughs> no it's not it's not about bias and you know I'm not like against the MMPs like we literally were like Adar and I like interviewed Evgeny Paris from Upslier last Sunday this Sunday I completely lost track of time and but no we're not against anyone and they also like will say the same I think the industry yeah, no, often likes that... to create this drama and wars and whatever I think we also like to paint the back in the days as a very happy pink picture uh but everyone who was in the industry and like managing media knows that we never had one source of truth uh, there in marketing in general I think now we have much more methodologies and it's very confusing and it we need to like learn and adapt to that and I keep saying that in every kind of episode that we have uh but you It was never kind of one place. So attribution, deterministic and fallback to probabilistic gave a, a, a good enough picture, but there were always other sources such as the product data and uh, kind of what the networks are developing and SRNs versus the attribution. So it wasn't that there, the picture was as pink as we kind of uh, painted today, but uh, it was simpler. And it is more complex. I don't think there is any argument about that. And even if back in the days we could use additional methods, we didn't have to. And that's why nobody was looking for something else. We had our hammer, basically. <laughs> Dylan, is, is there the dream, like as a marketing analyst, is there the dream that eventually you will have this system where everything talks to one another and everything is well organized? Well, yeah. Uh... As you said, it might be a dream, maybe a fantasy. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure this, uh, this day will come and what will happen when this day uh, is coming. So no more challenges. I don't know. I, I, believe, I believe even if it will happen, I mean, we'll have new challenges coming. But um, I mean, it's very, very tough to crack 
uh, a few of like uh, the industry's main topics today. Um, and I've seen these challenges uh, both in huge and I see it on Superplay. And uh, basically, I think, yeah, it's good to aspire to reach the, uh, to the place, but I'm I'm really doubtful about uh, really reaching that pla that place in time that everything will talk to each other. I think it's more about uh, uh, measuring, testing, uh, iterating, experimenting, try to understand uh, uh, your data better, and of course, even even if you have this dream uh, uh, this dream system. Um, the data changes all the time, the uh, measuring changes, uh, the traffic changes, the game changes. There are so many changes. This industry is so dynamic. So I think uh, this dream would remain a fantasy, uh, but hopefully we'll get close enough to that. Yeah, change is the only constant. Um, moving to the next question. So what advice would you give other marketers or existing, you know, almost the same challenges like What should they be reading, following, doing? Should they be doing in anything right now? Are there more changes coming? Well, first of all, I would say uh, uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, you have to be flexible. Uh, you have to be ready to accept the fact that what you knew yesterday might change today and what you learn today might change tomorrow. Um, that's one thing I would probably recommend uh, in terms of... Uh, people to follow. So definitely I would say uh, follow Maor, follow Adar, follow Iran, <laughs> follow Iran from Singular, which I really like to read and listen to. Uh, follow industry Same. leaders, uh, people from AppsFlyer, uh, of course, Branch, Coachava, all the MMPs, just to know what's going on, what's planned. Of course, follow uh, follow Google and Apple for their, uh, their updates. Uh, uh, be uh, like... Uh, Be on top of things, understand what's going on uh, with uh, Google Sandbox, uh, where does it stand? Actually, as far as I know, because I've been like really recently to an online conference, uh, nothing much has changed from what I heard like a half year ago. So it still sounds like everything uh, is where I knew uh, a few months ago. Uh, but still, like always, uh, yeah, be on top of things. Um, And a few, a few more things that I said before, uh, keep experimenting, uh, iterating, uh, approach things uh, with passion, remain curious. And if you do all of the things that I mentioned now, I think that uh, you have a bright future in the industry. Very cool. Very inspiring. Um, so this is a, a podcast about marketing orchestration. So our fun question that we keep uh, to the end is, if you were in an orchestra, what instrument would you be playing? Wow, I would like to play everything, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I guess everybody says that. Um, so, Nobody uh, said that. <laughs> really? Um, that's just me? Yeah. Um, I guess I won't be very creative here. Uh, sadly, but I will go probably with uh, just playing the piano. Um, in terms of the why, I guess I like uh, in the whole uh, in the whole mess, I like something that is kind of chilled and down to her down to earth and like keeps you on the ground. That's what I feel about uh, like yeah, playing a piano in general. Um, I like the mess, but sometimes I like the calmness. So that's what uh, puts me 
uh, with this uh, with this choice. Um, so Ilan, thank you so much for your time. Was thank you for having absolute... me. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It was an absolute pleasure. It was also a pleasure to see Hadar get red. <laughs> really? I haven't noticed. <laughs> I'm always red. She's always red. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of felt like a third wheel this time around because you guys have, a, you know one another, you've worked with one another. So it's awesome to, to have been actually part of this conversation. Thank you for allowing that. It's very nice to have you, Ilan. And uh, Superplay is hiring. Yes, indeed. What, what roles? So, marketing analyst? Yeah, marketing analyst, of course. We always have a few more roles on the pipeline. The company is really growing. And there's always a bunch of uh, uh, hiring open. Uh, but uh, for what, uh, what it matters for me, um, yeah, there are two roles open. Uh, Uh, in my team and uh, it's going to be huge fun uh, to come and work with me and yeah I use the word huge yeah we still do it <laughs> cool have a great day thanks <laughs>